All right, Zayden, welcome to the podcast. I'm sure you guys are surprised. Never thought I'd do one of these again. But alas, I have decided, at least for today, to bring it back to have on my favorite guest uh, and a personal friend of mine, if you haven't heard, uh, Zayden. Welcome. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Je suis Zayden. <laughs> Bienvenue à Croix des Trois. All right. Um, so today in this podcast, Aiden, I wanted to first kind of discuss like, uh, how we met and also a little bit who you are. So could kind of introduce yourself for people who don't know you. Well, I'm Zayden. I've been played, um, competitive in NW for like, uh, maybe f- three years or two years. Uh, I'm just like, um, a casual uh, player and a competitive player at the same time. And I make video also to shape my channel. So, uh, as one of the things I always want to know about you is what sparked your um, interest in the game? Because you, out of a lot of the other players I've talked to, have a very particular philosophy about the game. And also, you come as kind of a new gen in terms of like us. Like, I'm an old man compared to you. Yeah. Um, you started the game when? What year? Uh, I would say I started the game in native in... 20, uh, 2017. Yeah. 2017. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so bad. And I started in, <laughs> I started in W in like, uh, um, 2019 to be honest. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, really what makes me like blown away is like, so as much as people want to debate, you had a period, I think maybe in 2021 or 2020 where you were recognized as the top player on EU. Yeah, I, I I think right now, um, I think Python's probably considered top one right now. Yeah, um, right now, to what we are talking, it's Xtaz, I think. Xtaz, okay. But but in the, like um, consistently, it's Python, yeah. Yeah, like, consistently, it's been Python. But you've breached your way up to the top, which is more than I've ever done. I don't think I've ever got one on freaking group fighting or on any group fighting. I don't think I've ever got top one. Um, did win the last duel tournament though on NA, so I'm pretty happy about that. Um, yeah. That was good. But one of the things that's neat about you is that rapid rise. And um, it was funny because kind of how we became friends, first of all, was I remember I was very skeptical of letting you in the 55th. I don't know <laughs> if you remember that, but I yeah. actually, because, you know, my main mindset when I made the regiment was to keep people like you out of it. <laughs> Because I wanted somebody who's like super dedicated, super loyal, is built up within the regiment, comes up with the right mindset. And um, if you haven't been under me when I lead a regiment for the people listening, I'm very much, I have a very strong vision of how I want things to be. You can ask Kanui, you can ask Ray, I have a very strong vision of what I want things to be. And it has to be that way. And I want people to, I want perfection. Now, the thing is, that was interesting. Uh, I met Zayden, and at the time, you know, you're double Reagan, I think. You're double Reagan. Uh, you're uh, moving around regiment yeah. to regiment. Uh, you had a reputation as like a reg hopper, from what I understood. Yeah. So I was pretty skeptical. You were like all red flags, because normally I'm like, I don't take people like that on, um, because I just wanted people who were dedicated and interested in being the best. So what was neat, though, uh, I forget. Did I show you like all my different ideas and concepts about melee like before or after you really committed to the regiment i forget uh, it was before it was before it was yeah. before yeah i think like i remember because 
I thought you were really cool, all right? Because I'm like, dude, this guy, epic voice, you know, yeah, freaking Zayden, mastermind of melee. Like, your style and the way that you fought, like your zigzagging and stab was just so graceful and something I've never seen. And your range was on a completely another level. Um, Like, I watched some of your videos. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I don't think I watched them at the time, actually. I think that was later. But so I, I showed you a lot of my, like, dueling stuff, which is the one thing that I think NAs did right. You know, we had a good dueling um, at that time. And plus, you didn't know my techniques. So I was able to beat you a couple times. Not all the time, but I was able to get a couple wins on you. Yeah. Um, some FT7s. But uh, I don't know. After that night, I felt like I kind of bonded with you. and We kind of learned that we both kind of have a very similar approach and philosophy to the game, you know? Yeah. Like, and one of the things neat about you is over time, I just saw you kind of blow up as a player, like your skill just got better and better. So kind of tell me about what was that time in between you joining the 55th and what were you doing before like training, getting, cause I felt like what kind of happened was when you joined the 55th, like your skill level just kind of skyrocketed. Like you really got a huge boost from what I perceive, but I could be wrong. So what do you think? From, from uh, when I joined the 55th, you talk about, right? You were already really good before then. Oh, but okay. Um, I think you just kept getting even better, I think. But yeah. what, how that happen? Like, well, what were you doing to get to that level? I can't tell you for sure because I don't really remember. It was pretty natural, you know. Mm -hmm. But it's when I started to, um, I saw a video of me, you know, playing uh, very passive against Python and Baggins. And at that time, they, they said to me uh, uh, in the chat something like, uh, uh, I was boring and I will never be a good player by playing like that, you know. Mm -hmm. So that really, that really made me think about it, you know, <laughs> so that, that hurt my ego uh, as first, but I really think about it and they were true to be honest, like you can't be a really good player by playing super passive. Um, so I started to be more and more aggressive, started to watch like Tiberius video, uh, Python video, all that stuff. And I started to improve really fast. Yeah. It's kind of neat because like. You are one of those players that like where you got like a player like High Reaper um, who like I've trained now for like a long time and he kind of picked up some of my bad habits. I think of like really approaching the game very intellectually trying to overthink and overanalyze things. You've always been kind of really in touch with um, your skill, you know, in, in a way, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, is that kind of a personality trait of yours? Like, are you just generally like that? Somebody who kind of just zones in and can focus? Or was that something kind of picked up with, like, practice? Uh, I think I've picked up with practice. I'm not, like, um, a guy with, with a really sharp focus, you know? Mm -hmm. I think too much. I overthink uh, things. That's really a bad habit uh, in, in real life. In, in strategy game, like chess or warband, it can be really great. And I, I started to improve my focus also just in real life, not really for Warbound and all. started to self-improve, you know. Mm -hmm. And that really helped me for Warbound, that's all. That's all. I think what's neat about that too is like, I think that mindset of focus and also you kind of have an ideal of perfection. And one of the things too, I want you to talk about how you kind of grew up around um, Extaz and Drake and French Touch. Oh, yeah. Because I think <laughs> that had a big impact on you because you hold them up in a very high uh, regard. Yeah. Mm, when I first started the game, the, I have the, 
the luck other will not agree with me other will have the luck to have um, to join the like the, the best community for competitive these guys were the biggest player at that time drake extas the brave marble people like that and they really have an impact on me their personality their character oh they were like always um always wanted to win always wanted to be the best and that really built me up you know I can I tell because it's in it's in your results, yeah. you know. Well, the, the thing is that I was really, um, um, how to say that, um, a label maybe. Um, what? Uh, let me find the word for you. Mal. <laughs> um, oh, malleable, malleable. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, was, okay. I misheard you. I mean, I was very young, you know, so that really had a big impact on me. Looking to these guys. Yeah, because you were probably young. I mean, what? Yeah. Um, You're younger than... And, 14 years old, maybe. Yeah, so then you kind of grow up around that. And I remember when I was like 14 and I started to play this game, like you're super impressionable. And like, I remember thinking like people on NW were like the most, like like it was the same level of becoming an all-star like athlete in like football. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it happened to a lot of people came at, um, like after when they were younger. And uh, you don't really realize it, but then you grow up and you're like, shoot, you know, there's no money behind this. No one cares. You go around, you look around. It's for, like For Drake, for example, not really extras, but for Drake, he seemed too, too perfect, you know? He had a big image at that time. Like when he was joining the server, mm -hmm. um, people were like saying his name, you know? I remember we were doing a casual duel together mm -hmm. when I first started the game. And he joined um, that server that was called... Uh, Swiss jewel at that time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing him on that. And people were, were like, Drake, Drake. And there were five people around him, keep following him. And I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, oh, what, who is that guy? Oh, why, why, why there is so many <laughs> fame about him? And like some, some fucking star. And, you know. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way. Like uh, when I started the game, I remember there was a guy named Maple on NA. Um, and he was really good at his time when he started. And he murked in the same regiment I was murking in. So I, we were both ended up murking in the same regiment. And I was like shaking. I was like, oh my gosh, it's Maple. And Maple wouldn't even know this because now I talk to him. He's just like a regular guy, you know? But Warband, it kind of gives you this weird like taste of fame, I think. But we're such a small niche community. So like within the community, it's funny. It, it kind of messes with your perception. It's like... You're famous with, you can be famous within the game, but then you go outside, it's like, oh yeah, you're just a random person. <laughs> um, but it's kind of cool. It's like of game, I think. Yeah, it is. But it's kind of cool, you know? It's like, because then you don't have to worry about some of the problems of being famous, mm. where like your name gets plastered everywhere and you're like super famous. <laughs> to, to be honest, for most of games, you, you can be really famous in that game and not be famous in real life. Like, I bet... Uh, if I take the best uh, League of Legends player right now and I send him in the street uh, in France, not a lot of people will recognize him, you know? Oh, yeah. They will be like, oh, my gosh. Like, I don't even know who that is. Like, so. if, like it's Brad Pitt or someone like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't even know who that is. But, no, in the in the community, like, um, like within our community, we definitely build up our best players, you know? Like, if uh, freaking Python's in the channel, people be like, oh, it's Python, you know, Python, Python. And, <laughs> and, like, when you're watching a YouTube video, one of the fun things is, you know, is like um, 
I hear a YouTube video on the enemy team and they're complaining about how good I'm doing or something, or they're like trash talking me. And that's how you know you're doing good, you know, because the enemy is like, yeah. yeah, it's very satisfying. Um, so that's, that's NW fame. I didn't know we talked about it, but NW fame is an interesting topic. I want to talk more about this because <laughs> I think um, it's kind of a neat thing because you can be NW famous. I think that is definitely a thing where people start to know you from other things and stuff. And I think that's one of the reasons why some people want to get good or it's for some people, you know, they get good and it's a nice side effect. You know, it's not something that you necessarily seek after. It's not like I play the game with the intention of like trying to get famous within the community. Um, but it was more like a side effect, you know, like for me, my kind of skill development was, um, I don't know. I was just very competitive. And when I had other people in my regiment, I just kind of picked them. Like, okay, I'm going to beat this guy, and then I'm going to beat this guy, and then I'm going to beat this guy. And I always had one person I wanted to beat, and I just trained super hard and beat them. And that was in like a new casual regiment, but um, I don't know. That competition was always in me. But you got lucky. I think you had a better starting point than me in some ways because you got around like Drake and Extaz, like those guys. A lot of people can trash talk them or whatever, but um, – <laughs> I see their mindset in you in many ways because I've like read some of their posts and stuff on FSC and there's kind of two different camps I see on Warband. And I don't think there's wrong with any of them because there's some people like me who take the game um, kind of as a philosophy or something where uh, actually people who do like, um, I don't know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu is another passion I have of mine. Um, I'm not good at it at all, but it's something I feel like applies a lot to Warband or UFC, you know? or Muay Thai or something like that. Yeah. Um, actually, I was listening to a lot of the stuff in that community, and they're a small niche community. Sure, they're a sport. They're much bigger than us, but in the context of world sports, they're a small sport. And so they talk about a lot of the problems and things that happen in a W and in regiments. So it's really interesting to see the kind of correlations that you can draw. Yeah. Um, now, do you feel like... Uh, those people in like Brazilian jiu-jitsu, they philosophize about jiu-jitsu, you know? And I feel like there are some people like you and me who like to philosophize about, you know, NW and Warband when we're talking, analyzing, mm. you know? Well, I, I think we are people who like to philosophize about everything. And since we, we are very passionate about the game, right? We philosophize mm -hmm. a lot of this on, on this. Uh, it's just um, a coincidence, you know? Like it's not uh, because the game is... Is really philosophical, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about us. I, I think, yeah, I think it's a personality trait that kind of infects how you think about the game and yeah. play about the game. Because really, like, regular people can just pick up the game and not think much. Just like some people can play basketball and they don't really care. And yeah. I think somebody, like, going on about basketball and, like, how great it is is kind of weird. And I would like to add that most of people, who, most of the people who, like, go further than, than other are, are the people who usually get on the top very fastly, you know, because mm -hmm. they are more invested. Yeah, because it is more investment. Like, you care a lot about the game, so you're going to put more practice and time and effort into the game, and you'll beat people at the game, like you. Yeah. Like, think about all the people you surpass because of your particular upbringing in the game, you know? Yeah. Now, what do you feel like... I want to hear what your opinion is on Drake's philosophy since you knew him well, and then Xtaz's philosophy, and see if and, and kind of compare and contrast them. You know. Well, Drake has, has been really um, more of a clown in in that new that new age. Uh, <laughs> when I knew when I first knew him, he was um, 
very different than Extaz. Like you said, he was uh, more of a calm guy, you know, while Extaz was like the, <laughs> the, the storm guy. He was always um, being uh, egotistical and all. While Drake was more calm, but still very egotistical also, you know. So um, they were the same, but not the same also. Um, Drake had always been like um, a guy who is really philosophical about everything, who think a lot. Uh, and Extaz has really been a guy that is really practical, not really philosophical, but really practical. You, you gave him something, he's going to learn, learn it very fast, you know, by being insensual about that thing. And Drake is going to maybe look at that thing, theo theo um, being theoretical, you know, theoretical. Mm -hmm. Uh, philosophize about that thing and then trying to learn it, you know. They will summarize that like that. What kind of happened to him? Because I kind of hear of a story like um, he made like a book on Melee or something and then people really kind of tore him apart on that. And that kind of like, he kind of felt really rejected or renounced by the community. I could be completely wrong. That's what I've heard. What do you yeah. think about that? Yeah, it's, uh, it's Obelix books. So, you know, you should know that. We always meme on Drake. It's, he has become a meme. <laughs> People are just memeing on him. And Obelix, uh, that is one of his friends, have made a book written by him, so by Obelix, with Drake name. So people just take the disopportunity for trash talking Drake, and it was normal. Because oh, wait, it was... so it wasn't even Drake's book? No. It was Obelix who wrote that book? Yeah, this is true that Drake got Wait, what? Uh, I didn't even know that, man. Well, That's misinformation, even. dude. What the heck? Um, but even uh, if he did write a book, like, that's something yeah. that it sounds like I would do. <laughs> so that's I don't even care. I, I did, so. Not a book, but <laughs> a Google Doc. Yeah, I think there's nothing wrong. Like, um, like, I think it's just different things. Like, for me, I'm very passionate about the game because I think it just applies to a lot of different things. It's different for other people, but I think, like, when you're learning skills or something, it's very useful to have as kind of like a guide to kind of show you like, okay, you're kind of what, you, what I see in my personal opinion, what you're building when you're learning in W is you're learning how to take a skill and bring it up to a very high level and compete against other people who are trying really hard to get to that level too. And you have to find um, your own way to do that. And it takes a lot of effort, a lot of energy, and it's a lot of trial and error. But once you've been through that whole entire journey, you kind of know what it's like at the end. So when you pick up something new, you already have concepts that you developed for the game, but those concepts transfer right over to like, for me, it's jujitsu or language learning or different things. It really, like, really helps. It's really, really useful. Since I have um, tried out the game like Rabon, my approach to, to a skill is very different. I have the same pattern in my head than when I play Rabon, you know? So um, I've been, um, I have improved in life in, in learning and all that shit by only playing Wabon. So that's why that made me smile when people say, uh, oh, why are you trying that game? It's pretty cringe or shit, you know, because because of that game, I have, I have learned how to speak uh, English a bit. a bit. <laughs> I think you're incredible at English. I try to attempt to speak French and it's nowhere near, so here's you go. Oh, thanks. But I have learned how to, to learn a skill um, better than before. Um, also, my focus has improved, like I said. Mm -hmm. I know to survive in a competitive area. <laughs> and I say survive because uh, I don't think I'm perfect in that area. I'm, I'm sometimes a bit uh, stubborn or butthurt, you know? Mm -hmm. But uh, 
I just I can survive, and that's not a lot of people uh, who can say that, you know. Uh, and that's that's pretty much what I have in my my thought, you know. Yeah, and I think um, to continue to go on, one of the things too that I personally really like about the game that it taught me is, um, you know, to have a completely different approach than everybody else and to, at least for me, one of my ways that I kind of approach learning now because of the game is I have some quotes and some axioms that I live by, you know, some rules now that kind of shape me. One of the interesting rules that I find um, for the game is when you're on the side of the majority, it's time to pause and reflect. So basically the idea is that there's a lot of commonly accepted ways of doing things. And you have to ask, sometimes you got to be like, all right, you know, is this really the most effective way of doing it? And then starting with actually building from what uh, Elon Musk, Lex Friedman, and they call first principles thinking. And what that is, and what I want to hear about your ideas, for me, how I applied that concept is when you look at Warband, what, what are you trying to do? You're trying to get a kill, right? So describe to me, when, when you're playing in a group fight in Warband, what is your objective? What's the objective? Uh, for myself, because it, I think it's very subjective. But for myself, I would say um, playing good, playing at my best level. Because I, I really think that if I play on my best level, I can be one of the best consistently. I want you to be very precise. So f- in the physical world, what exactly are you trying to achieve my focus, in the game? My focus. Um, well, my okay. So you're in, you're in a group fight and you have to tell somebody what they're just, do they just sit there? Like, what do they do? Like, I understand focus, I understand mentality, but what's your actual objective? What are you trying to get done? What's the goal you're trying to achieve in a group fight with other, with you got a 5v5. What's yeah. your objective? Is to win, obviously. <laughs> is to win, exactly. And how do you win? By focusing. Okay, by, by focusing. It's what it's, it's really important, yeah. But what's the, what's the next thing you got to do? It's kill, right? You got to kill the person. Kill, of course. Of course. Okay. Kills come by focusing. That's it, what I'm saying. A hundred percent agree. But where I want to lead you to is, so first principles thing in my mind is like, okay, so what exactly leads to a kill in the game? And so then I thought, okay. Well, actually, I'm going to ask you one more time because this is turning into a pop quiz. So tell me, what yeah. needs to happen? What are the different things that happen for people? What are the different ways that people die? If you had to give uh, me some rules, general rules, and we'll build uh, off from there different techniques, kind of the mindset. Okay. As a, you, get, you get range by being, like I said, unfocused. Because when you, when you are a good player, you should be killed by a, by a straight storm unless you are not really uh, focused, you know? Mm-hmm. Or by simply uh, getting chamber or all, all that all that shit, you know, all that human mistake that you can make. Well, because you are not that skilled, because you are not focused, because you there's just too many factors to to count, you know. I think for me, I agree. Like those are the factors you need to look at. And for me, one of the ways I looked at it is like it's helpful to think like, all right, the ways that I get kills, I want to look at that because I think. One of the reasons why you want to look at those first principles is because a lot of people will think, all right, well, I'm just going to do something and play the group fight and try to get kills. But if you actually ask what exactly what things need to happen for you to get a kill, you'll be able to refine your technique and actually do the bare minimum amount 
you know, the minimal effective dose to get the result you want to happen. So like, for example, so for me, I kind of classified it and obviously it's not perfect. Nothing's ever perfect, but you have like, um, so first is like someone just makes a mistake and they're blocking or they're not highly skilled. Two would be like, um, someone was not paying attention and they're, you catch them unaware, right? Like you mentioned before with a straight stab or something. Um, the next would be you counter them and a counter could be with, um, like they lunge at you and you dodge and then you stab back or they lunge at you, you block and you stun them or whatever it takes to do a counter. You know, they do something and you react and kill them. And then lastly, an up down, you know? So that's what you think for first principles, you know? So how would you, so you take that and then you have to develop technique off of that. And kind of my approach would be like, all right, I like to talk to people like you, people like Python and think about my own experience because uh, for my experience, I thought, well, the majority of kills, in my opinion, came from counters because I looked at that NWWC match um, with France and that's a whole nother subject though. That was a really fascinating I think I want you to tell me kind of the inside scoop and see what happened. But um, when I looked at that match, I saw you get picked quite a bit um, in the beginning. And from what I understand, it was because you're trying to make a pick happen. You're trying to go for lunch and you got countered. But what do you think caught, like got you in the beginning of those? Like what would kind of. Is that they know me, they know me too well. (laughs) (laughs) They know I played it. That worked in the beginning in, in two years. Um, uh, three years ago, because they didn't know me, they didn't know me. I, I have that level, that level at range, you know. So I could catch off people really easily and made a lot of kill. That's not the case anymore. Sadly, I know it's um, so fun. Like your videos, I love it when you're like pew 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 pew. You know, it's very satisfying. It doesn't work like that in big G, in um, in, in top GF. That's that's the problem. People know me too well. All I play, all I play, all to counter me. Like when you say Python. I know we, I know we know too well how to counter me, you know, that's, that's very simple. This game offer an advantage to people who wait. That's, that's true. If people wait. who wait. And then I asked Python, right? Cause I was curious. So I asked his opinion and I'm going to share what he told me. So let me find out what he said, but it was something I thought really interesting to chew. And again, one of the core ways I think you get better is with questions, you know, like what's the quality of your questions that you ask and that's going to lead to your development so he said to me um you want to focus on catching because i listed off all the different conditions to him i'm like all right so you got the conditions i listed before you know they make a mistake you counter them um you catch them unaware and you up down them and so i'm like hey python what do you think and he's like um he says he catches players unaware by analyzing their play style and movement and then getting them when they're not aware and i was like that's such a simple idea. Like you, you watch the play style movement hmm. and then you go, and then that's the answer for when they're unaware. And I was thinking to myself, like usually what I do is I try to take a circle and force it into a square, you know? So like when I watch a player like you, um, for a while I was trying to copy you. Right. So I was trying to be like, all right, Zayden does like these movements. If I copy these movements in a group fight, I'll be successful. Actually, I was pretty successful. I'm not going to lie. Like, I did pretty dang good yeah. even with just that. But I started also, just like you, I started kind of running to a point where people started to counter me and they started to figure me out. Yeah. And um, I think Python, that's kind of an elevated way to kind of approach it. Because, then you know, today I was starting to work on that, like, p- play style movement, seeing like, oh, what are they doing? You know what? They're looking like they're going to move in and stab now. Okay, boom. I counter stab. 
Or do I see they're not really being active? I stab a teammate or I stab them. So it's like a, it's a really simple thing, but I find like it's those simple things that, you know, for some people they'll be like, ah, I already got that. Or they think they understand it. But, um, I mean, I got over 5,000 hours on the game and sometimes when someone puts something really simply, you might've been like me. I tend to focus a lot of different things and try to, you know, understand a lot of different things. And then I realize, like, Oh, I'm just making a big deal out of nothing. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Good you. Okay. So that's my thing. Um, I want to see for you when you started to do the, uh, NWWC, what happened in that match and why do you think, uh, like what was the beginning of the match? What was kind of leading up to that match? You know, like in, in, from the French perspective, like what were you guys kind of talking about? What was the mindset going into it? And then what kind of happened during and at the end? We were like, at the beginning, we were like, if we play at your best level, if everyone is focused, if we don't choke, it should be okay. It should be hard, but we should win. Um, I for, for myself, I started to play uh, really aggressive at the beginning, and it didn't work. So uh, else told me uh, if I was okay next to my guy. And I started to change, um, to change my mentality, you know, my mindset and my playstyle. And we were like, uh, to be honest, we were like a bit like, um, from, from the UK perspective, really focused, um, really, really uh, attentive about uh, everything, about every change, about what, what are they thinking? What are they doing? What will they do? Um, everything. It was really hard match. And really timing much. From their perspective. Yep. But what about from your perspective? Uh, it, it's the same, as I said. Oh, okay, the, okay, okay, okay. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, you're like, that's their perspective. And I was, I was I waiting was, for you to say something different. Much. Like, none of us were focusing. Everything was in chaos. <laughs> yeah, we were all joking and laughing. And okay, okay. Eating um, why, what happened with a choke, by the way, at the end of it? When did that happen? Uh, was that more UK or France's fault? Both. Because I, I don't think you can uh, make yeah, a, a one-sided choke in, in that match. <laughs> it's, it was both. They were very angry about winning, and we, were, we um, started to be less motivated, I think, less focused. Because... When we saw that score, when we saw when we saw fourteen, eleven, we were like, "Are we really gonna do it?" And all the the, the tuft started to to grow into your head, you know. Oh yeah, and you started oh, to get win. It's my first NWWC. Oh fuck! Oh, I'm gonna win that. It's gonna be a fucking uh, fucking storm on FSE. Oh, I did good. Oh, I picked him that guy twice. Oh fuck! I died in the beginning uh, by a range. You know, it's, uh, you start to think a lot. Really yeah, and then UK man. gets super zoned in and super focused, and they're like, exactly. "All right, time to go." Yeah. Ah, okay, that makes sense. And it was, and it was just so it was close enough where something like that was still possible. But I tell you, that was such a cool match to watch. Like oh, I yeah. haven't seen a better match in my life. Like that was oh. one of the top matches I have ever watched. Um, see, for, for people who understand the shit about this game, it's the best match you can see. For casual people, they will say it's not. <laughs> Yeah, for casual people, it's boring, you know, there's not going on. But for me, it was like the, like the intensity of it all. Like I could feel like I could cut with a knife. 
thick of the airness. It was, oh, it was great. I love that. That was an epic match. And then I thought Ecstaz was really funny and like it was pretty hilarious. Some of the things he was doing, I was just like, what the heck, man? Bugging people there. He he was the most he he stole the show. Unfortunately for me, like um, I think you had some moments where it's like, whoa, you know, Zayn's going off, but um, Ecstaz was just like on fire that night. And and I think sometimes um. You know, that's a he and Python, I think, also top fragged too, right? Or was it Shady? Oh, it's a Shady. Shady top fragged? Yeah. And I think, um, I don't, I didn't really watch him as much. I don't know what he was up to, but I know he's a really solid player and he plays really smart. That's Shady. what I know about. Yeah. He's like, he didn't, um, he was in his maybe same kill or one more kill on Python. So it didn't really, uh, when you see the match, you don't, you don't think oh, Shady uh, really did a good, really great performance. You you think um, oh, sorry, you think Ecstasy uh, a good performance, right? Mm-hmm. Shady too, but it wasn't that impressive, you know. I think same, that's what it is because it was like Ecstas for me. Out of all those top players, he stood out the most. Like he made himself known. I guess that's how I felt. Like because to sh- kind of shine in that environment. Now, here's the thing, though. If you took that ten group fight and you ran it like 10 times in a row, like you guys did 10 rematches and you ran a simulation, it could have gone either way several times. And it could have been different people at the top of the scoreboard. But it just tended to happen in that one moment in time. All the stars lined up and it was a great show. Um, It's just great. Well, as long as he takes stars, I'm, I'm fine with it. He's like my brother also. Yeah, he did. He did awesome, and that was really cool to watch. I was happy for him. Um, but yeah, I think. But that's not to say like other players aren't really interesting. Like, so when I made this podcast last time, my knowledge on EU competitive scene was really crappy. Like, even you know some of the guests I had on on the old podcast weren't the best. Me- I'm not gonna say who, but some of them weren't like top amazing meleeers to really get advice from. But I had no clue who was good back then or who yeah. wasn't on EU. Um, now I have a much better frame of reference of who's good and who's not good. And so it's kind of interesting to look back now. So I feel like I can talk with a bit more authority than I did in the past. Still not with the same amount because frankly, I just joined a group fighting team, Constellaries, and it was going really good with that team. I loved it. And then they just died. So if anybody wants an American to join to carry, um, you can just message me on Steam. But um, I think it would be really interesting for you to uh, analyze some different players, and I have some uh, different uh, outlines for you to analyze uh, them with. I want to yeah. ask you some things. So um, I'm going to start near the bottom and kind of go up near to the top for what I perceive. So first player that I don't know a lot about, and I don't know what his wow factor is. I don't mean that in a bad way. Um, I just don't, I'm not as well acquainted. So Shady, I would say, and Else are the two ones I want you to talk about. So, Mm. yeah. So I don't know. So first Shady and then Else. The the first word that would come on my, what's my mouth when I heard that that, that name, Shady, it's team play mainly, you know, team play and also precision. Shady is a really uh, precise person, you know, when you play, he... You don't miss much, you know. You know what I mean. Mm. Um, also, he's not that aggressive. I wouldn't say he's very passive, but he's not that aggressive. You know, he always waits for the mistake. He don't try to push it. That's really great. 
And, and where, yeah, where would you put him? Um, on the list. Yeah, on the list. Because I want to create drama for the views, you know. <laughs> uh, on the list. So let's say we should make it the five, okay? All right. What do you uh, mean your top five? You don't need to say who's ranking. Yeah. But yeah. will be in the top five? Definitely, yeah. Definitely. Who is your top five? Not, not, uh, not in the order. Or... Yeah, not in order. No, just top five. I would say Els, Xstars, Python, Domi, Shady, Zayden, <laughs> me, um, uh, You're too humble. <laughs> um, so out of those different players, so Shady has that kind of style. Um, how is his general perception of like other players? Like, are people like is he a, a WoW player or is he just really consistent in how he plays? He's a middle player. He can play anywhere. I think. But does he have like a lot of like WoW moments where he, like, um, like shocks people? Like, whoa! Because I, no, I haven't watched a lot of his. Not, not really. Not, but not he seems really. to me with the precision and then the waiting. It seems to me like he's very smart, a very intelligent player, and someone who yeah. um, shows up consistently. Which, exactly, and that's in, because of his style mainly. And in many ways, I think that's pretty dang good. Like that's more than a lot of people can ever hope to do. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I, I'd rather have someone consistent on my team who's really good all the time than someone exactly. like me who's like either god tier or just utter trash. Because when you have shady on your on your team, you can rely on him. You can say, well, "No, he's not gonna choose the next tournament." You know what I mean? Because yeah. you have a, you have a play style that avoid that. He's really passionate and calm when you play. So that's really um, that's really great. That's all. Like he, he don't do like me, uh, throwing stab and and dying uh, before uh, finally starting to focus. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, you have that kind of like uh, diva or um, uh, like you want that superstar reputation. So you like go for that aggression, that style, that flair. Um, I, I think, well, <laughs> well see, yeah, you know what I mean? is like, um, flashy, you know, your style yeah. is flashy. It, it yeah. is. It just is. Um, when you're playing it normally, like in the NWWC, you weren't able to be flashy because if you were flashy, yeah. you die. Exactly. Um, x was flashy. I think he pulled it off well in that thing. But in, in general, x has a flashy style. Like I fought x and, um, he has a beautiful style. I'm going to say it like his feigning is so unique and just so beautiful in my eyes. Like I love seeing how he faints and the pressure on his feints, And then also his distancing is really good. So like, and that's just me coming from like a duelist perspective. Like um, I know I made the dual tournament change the rules and stuff, but as a personal taste and just in terms of like aesthetically pleasing, I think he has a very aesthetically pleasing style. Um, which is kind of a weird thing to say maybe, but um, there's some players I like to watch, you know, and he's one yeah. of those players that I like to watch. Like you are a player I like to watch. X is a player I like to watch. I like to watch Python a lot, um, but I don't want to skip over else. I watch else and I like else. Uh, he makes a lot of picks and he makes a lot of like, he's also a downstab heavy player from what I see in his videos. Yeah. He's not really a flashy guy when he plays, you know, he plays really simple, really effective, a bit simple, you know? And there's nothing wrong with that. Like again, that's what more of a shady kind of style where you know, effective, uh, simple. Yeah, um, yeah. And he got. I think he was recognized as a top player for a while too. 
Oh yeah, definitely. That's uh, yeah. And what do you think about him? For him and his style, his mindset, his play. Mindset. He's pretty much like me. The guy who, who like to win. Uh, he's he's, a, he's French, so I guess it's uh, pretty natural for us. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, he's he's really. Uh, no, 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 no. I I got you what you mean. It's just funny. Like the French culture. It's just really interesting because there's like there's a distinctly French culture about this game. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think a part of it was probably French why. Touch's I fault. I don't know why, to be honest. I, I think it's French Touch part. No, because as is like me and Eugene, he didn't grow in that in that atmosphere also. True, but did that French Touch and just because you know people say like French when they're referring to specific things about the game. Yeah. Like there's not anybody who's saying, "Oh, that's Czech," you know. No offense yeah. to my Czech brothers, Mojeszewski, Kamaradi, Milwite. But um, there's Czech. You don't see any like, oh, that's Spanish. Well, maybe Marquez has some flurry stuff. So maybe people say Spanish mm. or like Danish. I don't know any Danish things, you know. But there are French things that are specifically French, like esking and passivity is known as like a French. And I think it's because of, of Drake and like, oh, like people who like Marbal, Drake, because they are all a bit famous and in this community. So they created a bit of... Uh, they influence the culture, um, I think. Exactly. And for the French specifically. Yeah. Um, and, and also, too, one of the things, too, about the French, like Le Brave with his faint chambers. Um, like, I see a lot of French players faint chamber. Like, that seems to be a pretty neat thing. Not just him. Like, Hagen, I know, does it quite a bit. There are other players who faint chamber a lot, but he does it, I think, the most. And I remember kind of coming up on the game. He had the best faint chambers at a certain point. Like, I remember I was playing the game, and he was just faint chambering everything I threw at him. And it was so cool coming from NA, playing this EU guy who just, like, chambered me every single stab. And that's what I loved about fighting French players, because French players had a kind of mystique about them. In, like, 2016, when I was playing on EU here and there, like, group fighting server, I'd see Drake, and he was, like, 16-1. I'm like, whoa. Like, it was weird because, you know, NA was only coming into picture for me. Like I, I was starting to understand who's who on NA, but then I go on EU and I've heard of this mysterious Drake guy who's supposedly really good. <laughs> and I see him like destroying these bots on uh, freaking EU group fighting. And yeah. it's just like, well, this yeah. guy must be a legend. And then I watched him in like his dueling. I'm like, whoa, that's so different from like how NA duels. And so it was like really foreign and interesting for me. Um, so I found like the EU scene very interesting, but also something hard for me to get into because it always seemed like, ah. and then, yeah, that, that's a really interesting thing. Like those, that kind of French culture, like the French culture in this game is very interesting um, and bizarre. I mean, you got, uh, and then the, a lot of really good French regiments have been produced. A lot of really talented French players have been produced. And then you got the UK culture, you know, the Brits and uh, from across the pond, a lot of excellent uh, British people in this game or not British. I should say people from English people specifically, a lot of amazing English players to give reference, not just to the United Kingdom, but English specifically, not Scotland, no offense, Scotland. There's some good Scottish people around <laughs> some good Irish players. There's actually a pretty decent amount of good Irish players like golden. He's Irish. Yeah. Irish oh, is Irish. Ivan is Irish. So there's some solid golden. Yeah, I said golden. Um, But there's some good players who are um, Irish. But really, the English players have a domination. Like the English and the French. And the English are very team play heavy. You know, you notice that? Which is funny because I always imagine English people as very like individualistic. Although Americans are also very individualistic. But um, 
I don't know. Maybe there's something in their history, you know, being it's, the uh, redcoats. It, I think it's mostly because of the leader. Like they, they really impregnated uh, that culture in, in their mind. People like volleyball and all, you know. You know, that's something to be said. Like the leaders produced from the UK or from England again, a lot of regiments have been led by English people, probably disproportionate amount. Um, Maybe that's also because they speak English the best, you know, other than America, of course, um, who just made their language better. But uh, I think you have the English and uh, they've produced some of the best regiments on EU. Same with uh, some French leaders, but really the English. And it's also because, you know, like one of the interesting things you hear about World War One is that the English officers, when they were first around, it really gave the troops something to look up to and to feel like, well, wow, this person's above me. Because the nobility in England kind of made you feel like, oh, this person's above me. You know, they have that accent. They sound posh. They're very educated. You know, they're, they're of noble blood and lineage. And so you're the average soldier, you know, you're going to, you know, you're going to listen to them. And they also have, a, they, you know, those officers and stuff, a lot of the architecture and stuff responsible there um, is because of uh, the aristocrats, the aristocratic um, nature of England and a lot of that was produced. So I think the aristocratic class, it had a lot of problems with it associated, but also I think um, they did contribute a fair amount to, to England. And so, yeah, I just think that's just a little historical rant, but um, it's interesting and I think I felt that even as an American, because I mean, I had one time where this British guy mm-hmm. came to my regiment in the AF and he's like, uh, I will, uh, his name was Wolf, Wolfster or something from like the 42nd or something. I forget, 44th. He's like, uh, I will come to uh, uh, your regiment and you'll become a detachment and I'll send my officers and we'll make you disciplined. And uh, <laughs> yes, you'll be very good. Uh, you know, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, you know, this guy, he sounds British. I was very influenceable. And then, Thank God for my lieutenant colonel because he's like, whoa, 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 don't listen to that guy. He's just an a-hole. Don't listen to him. But um, I was going to sign my regiment away to this British guy because he sounded really fancy and cool. <laughs> and that I, might I look poorly to me. But I really like a British accent too. Uh, I would give you a one finger to have a good British accent. Bro. <laughs> yeah, British accents are pretty dope. Like you want to buy something from a British person or you, you think they're smart. Like they just sound smarter, superior pride like it, it's definitely a, um, a british english thing they just seem like so so gracious you know it's, it's yes. really great. yeah well it depends on the accent from that yeah, um, island but um some of the posh ones definitely i would say like i i can't tell for sure but like best accent i have seen is like probably uh, people who are i don't know where python is from but you have a good accent yeah python has um, good accent yeah same for Domi, also, you have a good accent. <laughs> I didn't think we'd be talking about people's accents today, but that's yeah, pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> we can rate accents. Let's rate accents in the community. We are too much, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, Python has a great accent. I love his accent. Um, I haven't listened to Shady much. I love Blitz's accent. Um, yeah, yeah, Shady have a good accent, too. Yeah. Um, Blitz has a good accent. Nice oh, English. Terrible yeah, yeah. accent from Barney Gamma. <laughs> and then who else? Who else? Uh, Voluble. I love Voluble's accent. He seems uh, like a mate, though. You know, he seems uh, like a guy you could have a beer with or something. He seems like a gangster. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if I had to go to like mess somebody up in a bar, I'd take Voluble. <laughs> I would take Python. 
I would I'd take, take volleyball. volleyball. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, let's go. You'd be like, oi, bruv, in it, mate. Is you to throw some punch, you know, at some time. You know? <laughs> yeah. like, oh, this yeah, so it's it's fun. Like, I, I love British accents. So, and it definitely does play into their personalities a bit. Like, uh, and the people from the north are just legendary. Like, there's one guy in the 55th from the north. And he's just the funniest guy because it's like. Oh, you should um, also listen to Golden Accent. He's a really beautiful accent. One of the best. Yes, the I've listened to Golden, and yeah, I've t- I have a podcast with him here, and um, he has a very like when I talk to him, I'm like, well, this guy sounds sophisticated. I mean, he could be dumb. He could be absolutely dumb. But if I listen to him, like Golden, you have a great accent, man. Like it's just like very sophisticated. Uh, wait, wait, yeah, when you talk, you have to you want to listen to him. Yeah, it's uh, it's really great. Of course, then there's the French. As much as people like to muck it, we we beg it. It's uh, I, I love the French accent. Tell me that, uh, I'm telling I mean, what? Most of the people say French have a beautiful accent, but I don't don't find it true. You know? Well, not on NW. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of people trash talk French players on NW, but no, well, in in reality, on réalité, or whatever you say in French. Oh yeah. Um, uh, no, the French accent is legendary. Although you go to Montreal. Sorry for my Quebecois friends, Levi. Sorry, Monarchy. but um, it's a good accent, but it's it's like an American accent. It's like it's like uh, when I listen to somebody from the south, it's kind of like how I, it's it's like you know more of like it's charming. Like the Quebecois accent is kind of charming, you know. I was like, oh, this guy seems to be my friend, but the French accent has a prestige, you know. Like it's a very prestigious sounding accent, in my opinion. Same with like the English, but in, in a different way. It's more of a I don't know. It's it's uh, it bring it's it's pleasant, very pleasant to the ears. It kind of grabs you in. It, I don't know. I love the French accent. It's great. But yeah, so that's why I also love playing in EU. You know, you got all these different cultures and communities and stuff. And uh, I'm a global studies major, so you know, I study a lot on the different yeah. countries and stuff. Uh, which is funny because most Americans are completely disconnected. But uh, I don't know. I grew up in NW, so you know, kind of get like. I don't know, I meet all these different people and they're very interesting. So I just studied it a lot, but yeah. If I, if I will come from America, I will probably go on you also because I, I will be pushed by just like maybe sociability. There yeah, is yeah. Lot, there is a lot of regiment, group fighting, group fighting team, all that shit that can push you to visit your community. Oh yeah, definitely. Like we like communities. Definitely, the EU and NA do talk quite a bit, much more than I think. Like the Brazilian and NA community. I don't know if Europe has any other communities, like the Chinese or the Australians. They talk to. I think the uh, main. I did to NA. <laughs> Maybe you like it. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I could, I could, if I didn't, um, if I didn't uh, be be a cunt with them, I would be like NA. <laughs> Maybe not uh, though. You'd have so many places to stay, but. Um, that's the neat thing about like uh i don't know this game it's just you kind of cross so you get a really kind of like globalist as much as i hate that word kind of perspective on the world because you just talk to so many people from so many different places and um i it's funny i have like a weird advantage on people in my class because it's like i've spent so much time with like europeans so it's like you kind of just pick up things because you just spend so much time with all these different people and when i say europeans i'm not putting everybody in the same group but you know they're all so different you know in france uh, we don't speak english uh, a lot or very well so when i when i can speak english fluently uh, i surprise my parents you know <laughs> they want to they want to use me for holiday when i 
and you have to talk to someone, you know, in English. Uh, Hello, can I get the bag? Hello, can I get that? <laughs> it's so smart. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's hilarious. So, yeah, I can say I make my parents proud. Like, <laughs> um, that's, that's great, no? Yeah, that's amazing. They use you as their translator because you learned it from exactly. the internet. Exactly. <laughs> it's, sometimes they, they say, oh, look at my son, he can speak English, speak, speak. <laughs> <laughs> speak English, son, speak English. Uh, oh my God. You're like, mom, see, playing video games did help, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. You know, I kind of see that as like uh, NW is a real hack because so many people got good at English because of NW. Like exactly. a lot of people learn English because of this game. I couldn't say a word before, you know? Yeah. And, you just, and you're kind of forced into it because so much of this game is English. Like if you want to be in, oh, yeah. in this community, you have to know English. So you kind of just pick it up. Whereas it's harder for an English person to learn another language. I mean, it's easier and harder because like for NW, you can join that kind of regiment you want to learn and you can go over there and like join them. Like I joined the 45E and stuff and it definitely helps or the 56E to learn Czech and it helps a lot, but it's not as overwhelming because it's like, there's a lot of amazing stuff to watch in English. You know, like if you go on YouTube or you go on stuff, you can watch so much fun stuff on English, but it's a lot harder to do with um, French or check or because you know part of it's just i maybe i just don't have enough good recommendations zayden maybe you gotta send me more french stuff zayden come on <laughs> oh if you want cool. oh god I, I i got plenty of time i, I like watching french stuff a good practice but um no, that's kind of neat that's one side effect of warband people don't really pay attention to but uh i think it's one of the coolest parts i mean um Oh, here's one thing I want to talk to you about. What what do you see the future of EV, EU being? How much longer do you see the game lasting on EU? I think everyone will uh, playing to to um, visualize the future of this game. I've been so wrong so far. People have said that this game after one year or half uh, left. Sorry, these people say when Bannerlord will come out, uh, this game is being has been will be dead. No, we see what Bannerlord have become. A lot of people despise it. Uh, this game is still continuing. I'm going to say something controversial right now. Yeah? I give this game on EU another five years. That could be true, yeah. You know why? You know what my argument is for? Yeah, tell me. Okay, so NA does not have five years in it. NA, maybe for casual, there'll still be a little bit of things going on for casual. And it will most likely be dead. I think it will be Europe standing left. Here's why. In Europe, you guys have a built-in system of no monopolies. On NA, it's because of your language barriers and your culture. Okay? Because think about it this way. There are regiments that are forced together where they have a whole monopoly on a whole player base because of the language they speak. So if you notice, there are Polish regiments. There are Czech regiments. Um, there are French, English, um, Spanish. I don't know if there's any Spanish. Are there any Spanish still alive? Yeah, not that much. Not that much, but they exist. And so there's a lot of community, German, Dutch, I think. Um, there's a lot of communities that are based solely around the language and the culture. And also the size of EU is still bigger than all the time I spent on NA. So even when NA was at its peak, maybe the 63 would throw a wrench into the challenge. 
but the 63 was pulling maybe two or 300 people. I mean, at, at best NA, I think maybe on the weekends, there was a period of time where three events would be going. That wasn't very long. It was mainly two events were going at the same time and that dwindled down to one and then zero. And on EU, it's still like that. You know, you still are bigger in my memory right now than NA ever was. And NA has been around for forever. And I mean, we're still around now, but it's just kicking, you know, the casual is still going. I think they get like 130 attendance now on average, which isn't that good. Honestly, it should be 200 even on the weekends, but now it's like 130 on the weekends. And you see like the competitive scene on NA, it's going to go, it's going to be kept alive by a small group of people, but it's like the regiment scene is dead for competitive on NA and regiment scene. Like, I'll say this to you guys. Don't get sick of 1v1s. Don't get sick of that. Because when you lose that part of the game, you're going to regret it. Because as soon as you lose it, guys, you're never getting it back. You might think that's a good thing. You might think it's good just to melee all the time. That's not a good thing. Yeah, I totally agree. It's boring, but it's not a good thing. It's it's not. Because here's the thing. 1v1s and that line, it keeps a regiment's culture. If you just do group fighting, you're not a regiment anymore. You're doing a group fight team. Yep. In my opinion, because ranks matter in a sense. Like if you just, if you guys lose values of ranks and hierarchy and that you're, what you're going to devolve into, I will tell you right now, what you devolve into is everybody's just friends. Everybody's equal. And then it's just group fighting teams. People stop caring as much because what happens without leadership? NA has no leadership. NA's dead. This game is made by the elite. I tell you, if I was an assassin and I had a bullet, actually, I could send you Zayden to people's houses. All right? That's a better thing. <laughs> if I could be like, hey, Zayden, kill Maskman. I want you to kill Veggie. I want you to kill Kanui, Rayleigh. <laughs> um, kill Guy, Rickaret, and Irish. If you killed all the leadership in the game, this community would collapse. 100%. Because you might have some people to pick it up in some regiments, but a lot of the big, and all the tournament hosters, I'd have you kill all the tournament hosters. Um, and that would really hurt this community a exactly. lot. I um, don't think yeah, we will now. And that's what happened on NA. We lost, like, I'm not playing on NA as a leader anymore, so they lost me. And they also lost, like, I mean, they have Russian Fury and Waste, but they kind of stopped tryharding because they lost competition. And then, I mean, there's not a lot of other people I'd say really have a vision or competition. And on E, you guys still have that. So understand, you lose regiments, You'll lose the vision, you'll lose the competition, you'll lose the rivalry. It's not a good thing. You don't want to lose that because then game dies. So, uh, so uh, people who will you send me to kill the <laughs> are so, uh, very involved in the other f- aspect of the community. Masman is our community manager, is also hosting tournament, you know, things like that. Yeah, and plus they cause drama, people make lists, you know. Like yeah. all that stuff is super important to keep the community alive. They have know? their own opinion, you know, and so like that's really great because it can um, can just bring activity. I'll tell you one thing. If you guys want to keep this game alive, you can keep it alive for a really long time. This game can yeah. be around for another decade at least. Yeah. The way you do that though, guys, is the leadership on EU. You guys really have to be thoughtful. You can't just think th- uh, short term. You have to think, what's the vision for like 10 years down the line? It might not be you. You, you got to think, it might not be you. But if you want to, just think about, okay, who am I going to train up to replace me? 
who are the people and the characters I'm cultivating, you know? Like, I trained uh, Ray a lot, and then Kanui came along, and then the 55th is here. I'm gone, you know? You want to make sure everybody should be thinking about who's going to replace me. Don't build your regiment about yourself. And that's yeah. so important because isn't this game dies? And then people like you, Zayden, you don't have any competition anymore. That's all. Yeah. What would I do? Yeah, you just do MMA, I guess. <laughs> that would be too well, bad. Well, um, it will it will bring a tear to my eyes to not play in W anymore. No? <laughs> I know, I know. We'll, we'll do. That's don't funny. worry. It's we'll like We'll do the old rules too. We'll ask each other and stuff. Um, we'll have a good time. But no, I think um, this game could live longer. But I don't know. Because like, I love the competitive side of the game a lot. You know, like this competitive, like, do you think ever be an e- Do you think there could have been an esports on this game? Uh, yeah, I think uh, we just need we just need someone rich. Uh, that's all. <laughs> someone rich. Anybody someone. rich in the NW community? Come on. Oh, there is there is a lot of rich people. Yeah. There's a lot of rich people. Okay, rich so, people, yeah. give me all your money, and I'll get this game popular. All right, come on, <laughs> give me your money. No you, scam, I promise. You should you should you should make yourself rich, Anthony, and then come back on. Yeah, make as a, a priest, I'll be making so much money. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be, you know, you got the American college system. I go eighty thousand dollars in debt, and then you got um, freaking a. What else is there? Um, you can still scam people. Yeah, I can still scam people. There you go. I'll just be like, please give me money for the church, and then I'll just give it to in W prize pools. That's the worst thing. And then I'll just fly everybody. What if? Oh my gosh! What if there was an NW conference? Imagine meeting these people in real life. That would be so. I want to meet extas, obelix people like that so bad in real life. What would be so fun, man? No, imagine you got all like a ton of competitive and W players in the same oh. room. I mean, not just the people you want, like everybody. It was a some convention. People, some people would be less confident uh, than, uh, than <laughs> when they are next computer, but uh, uh, it would be so weird because I think there's so many social dynamics that play out because you don't have any physicality behind the game. You know, you don't see a person's body or their stature, so you're not very threatened. And so a lot of people can trash talk or a lot of people can seem bigger than life, you know? Like I'm, I'm saying for fun, obviously. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, that I'm saying for fun. That's the bit. I'm just overthinking things. We, we all know for, we just all know for a fact that if we all meet together, even people that hate each other, I know, we will all love together because we are a community, you know, and even if we trash, trash talk, um, uh, some some people on FSC and all, I think we will all laugh in real life. Yeah, I think we would. Not really personal, except for people like Obelix, Jojo, like those other people. Yeah, then that kind of gets personal. There. That like becomes same, a different level. Saying to him on a server, or you are a boring cunt, is not that personal. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you wouldn't fight with someone in real life. Or not. <laughs> no, you wouldn't tell somebody in real life that, like in casual walking. Yeah. We're like, oi. Um, so that would be kind of neat. I mean, it would be a neat social experiment to see all these schmucks kind of get together and uh, talk. I think it would be so awkward at first. I think a lot of people in this community would be terribly awkward. Probably, yeah. It would be neat to see if the leaders in game would also be leaders in real life, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> what if they're like, okay, guys, hold behind me, <laughs> left face, presenter. I, I can say, like, people like maybe Riley, Massman. Or maybe Irish, they seem pretty. Uh, I don't know if Irish, but 
I think you would agree with me. Equally, you should be normal in your life, right? I think it'd be normal. Yeah. Uh, same for Masman. Uh, I've seen uh, real real life stuff on on him. Someone showed me, and he seemed pretty okay, like pretty pretty social guy. That's fine. And uh, that's all. Same for volleyball. People like that. They sh- should be really okay in your life. I don't think there is like a leader that is really shy, couldn't. Uh, Make what do you think would be like super confident and over the top, like really charismatic? I would say uh, super confident. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, that's a difficult one, right? Like who would take over the room? You think like go and be like hello or something like that? I don't know. Probably uh, English guy or like Scottish or like. Oh, definitely people. Scottish guy. Irish, mm, Scottish, definitely Scottish. Someone like that, probably not a French guy, would be pretty. People will just be pitchy between us, you know. Oh yeah, you French guys would stay in a corner and just be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Nah. I get, three BB, voila, voila. We'll just meme. We'll just Just meme on the grave wall, but it's like telling him flat or something. Like <laughs> and then everybody would like get together, do like a pretend line battle, and then we like invade places. It'd be great. All right. I Everybody makes a massive line. Not crazy, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> crazy to think about something like that. Oh my gosh! No, that would be funny. Because uh, I was hearing about like other conve- like weird conventions, like polyglots. Like these people learn languages online. They get together and do like a convention. Yeah. And I was just thinking, like, man, that would be so weird for people on NW to me because it's just I don't think it would work. It'd be so weird. Um, I do plan on meeting some people though. I plan to meet Ray this um, summer. Um. Hopefully nice. in Prague and some other friends from the 55th. Um, to take picture. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'll, I'll, I'll give someone a mug. All right. There you go. That'd be cool. <laughs> Yo, Zayden, come to Prague. You get a free mug. I will give it to I you. Got, in I, per- got I, I, I already got, got a damn mug. That's right. Yeah, I got. I, I started my day with um, a beautiful um, juice on your mug. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Who needs coffee in a coffee mug, you know? Like <laughs> I don't feel like coffee at me. I love your tip. You told me one time you're like, okay, before match, Anthony, get a yeah. small dosage of coffee and drink it before yeah. match. Get the caffeine, get the stimulants. That's uh, really great. So Zayden guys is teaching me to take drugs to do better in warband. <laughs> that's the that's the lesson. You should take your Adewal. It's um, <laughs> it's it's illegal in France, but in, in America, it's free here. I mean, it's legal here, you know. Yeah, we should take that. Alrighty, we've been going on for a while. Any uh, wrapping up, finishing thoughts you'd like to say? Uh, just thank you for um, letting me talk in this. It's really great. It was really fun to talk. Uh, I think we just ended um, up having a conversation. It was fun. So I oh, hope yeah. you guys. <laughs> I knew I knew it was gonna end like that, but. Uh, I hope it was not that boring for others to listen to us uh, discussing about your, uh, your NW fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. Let's see, with you, uh, you know me. I think out of all the guests I've had, I think you know me the best. So it's fun to just kind of go off yeah. script and yeah. just kind of talk about life and stuff. Um, which I mean is like fun. I mean, I, I, I love the game. You love the game. And so um, for all you guys listening, uh, thank you for uh, listening to the podcast. Um have a nice night. See you later. And maybe yeah. I'll do this again. Thank you, guys. We'll see. Have a good night. All right.